0: Hello, and welcome to Around the Table, a podcast about food stories from science to everyday life. I'm talking today with with Eden Henderson. um, He's in London. He's the chef, and um, at the moment he's experiencing week seven of lockdown, um, COVID nineteen lockdown. So, Eden, could you tell us a bit about this? Hello,
1: hello, hi. Hi, I am. Uh, I'm Eden. I'm a chef at the River Cafe, or at least um, I was up until the seventeenth of March, which is when I entered lockdown quite some time ago. Um, currently, I am furloughed, receiving. 80% of my wages, and just awaiting a potential return to work and wondering in what capacity that will be.
0: Okay, what's your daily life like at the moment,
1: yeah. may um, ask? Pretty repetitive, but I'd be lying if I, if I wasn't saying at least at some points it was quite relaxing. I'm trying to exact some sort of routine on my days, even if that just amounts to, you know, get up and have a shower. Don't drink before 5 p.m. Achieve a task per day. If It just means planting one plant in the garden or learning a new song or even just some general household busyness. Um... But that's that's it at the moment. I mean, doing a lot of a lot of reading, a lot of online research, a little bit of worrying, but not too much.
0: Life must have been hectic at the River Cafe. It must be. Can you tell us a little bit about how, how how the routine looked when you were when you were fully employed at the time? Right. So when I was
1: fully employed, I was working uh, five five days a week. Between five and six shifts, so normally uh, four singles and one double shift, um, and we were just heading into the the busiest point of the year, um, which normally we'd be doing about two hundred covers for lunch and two hundred covers for dinner. Um, so it was quite it was quite a hectic environment. But having been there for sort of just over four years now, I felt like I was really really coming to terms with the job and rising the ranks and frankly, was quite looking forward to this summer
0: well the summer will will happen maybe next year now I don't know but uh, yeah, hopefully it must be hugely yeah. frustrating to be sitting and, and waiting when you've, you, you, you you've got plot projects and ideas in place yeah so can um, you tell me something about how you you know what how's your your eating changed since uh, uh, since lockdown?
1: I'd, I'd say that the main difference for me in regards uh, to like how I cook and eat and purchase food is that we've been, uh, there was three of us in our household at the moment, currently on, currently on lockdown, me, my housemate, and my housemate's partner, um, who was sort of, sort of stranded with us. Um, the, the main difference is that we're buying and cooking dinners as a household a lot more um planning meals a few days ahead which is something I sort of aside from within the re- restaurant I had absolutely no concept of normally I would come home from work and would have been fed there one way or another and would really only be looking to just knock up some sort of quick soup or something for the evening and that would be as much as I'd think about making food for myself now it's um we're, we're planning several days in advance and starting to cook in the afternoon and this is it's pleasant. It's, it's a nice way to fill the time.
0: So, uh, are your housemates learning a lot from you, learning some tricks?
1: Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think so, yeah. And uh, and me from them as well. What's been nice about it is that we're all taking in term taking it in turns to cook. Um, you know, nothing as irritatingly strict as a rota. But if somebody has any ideas for what's currently in the fridge for that evening they'll pipe up and say oh I'd quite like to do this this evening um so there's no pressure on it you know it's like oh it's day three I've got to I've I've got to cook this evening I've got no ideas it's just sort of whenever anybody's feeling inspired And obviously we all have our sort of preferences in like how we like to cook or the sort of the style of food that we like to eat so I'd say I'd say it's a uh... It's a mutual relationship with regards to learning.
0: How would you describe your style of eating?
1: Um, in what respect?
0: Well, you know, are you cosmopolitan? Are you uh, bizarre? Or are you, um, you know, are you going through through regional themes? Um, I, you...
1: I see. You mean in um, in in the way that, like in in what sort of food I want to cook, not in my style of eating, which is normally wolf it down in about five minutes and regret it afterwards. Um, um, I would say my, my style of eating obviously from where I work is, um, is, is quite Italian influenced. However, I try not to make this lockdown too much of a busman's holiday. So even though there was a mad rush to procure all the pasta in the first sort of weeks, Really, I think we've only eaten it maybe three or four times. Um, but really, what what is nice about it is I'm just sort of consulting sort of all of my cookbooks. I guess my personal sort of preference for what I cook is um, Italian and sort of quite classic um, English food, really. I'm consulting my St. John cookbook quite a lot.
0: Well, saint john is a is a, is an amazing restaurant as is as, as river cafe um i mean it must be pretty pretty, pretty uh, strange to see sort of the vibrant london scene sort of reduced to to i don't know a collection of, of quiet villages
1: yeah it's 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 very strange i mean i you know i live in Walthamstow, so i'm fairly out of the center of london so it's you know i'm not it's not like i'm missing the uh, sort of buzz of soho every day but just the, the fact that there is no other option, really, aside from home cooking and takeaway, is, is quite a hard thing to get used to.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the takeouts. Uh, is, you know, is there still takeout to be had?
1: Yeah, um, surprisingly lar- large amount of it, really, if, if not more than ever. Um, you know, I, I suppose delivery always sort of tried to corner the market on... I suppose their idea was decent restaurants delivered to your door. Although I think that's fallen out of the way a little bit in, in the last year or so. But now, but now there are a lot of um, restaurants just sort of independently taking orders and delivering to local areas at least. Um, but I haven't sampled a lot of it because unless I'm, you know, feeling particularly disinclined to cook or Or a little bit hungover, then um, (laughs) you know, I've I felt like cooking most days because it's a good way to pass the time and you know not get too rusty at my um, work skills as well.
0: Have you, got, uh, you, you mentioned you mentioned buying up all the pasta you can have. I found that was a really, really weird phenomenon. Do you have any thoughts about why people were buying up so much pasta? I imagine a lot of it at this stage is still sitting in cupboards, like in like in yours.
1: Uh, yes, I, I know. I know for a fact. I mean, I was never particularly fussed at it because, um, you know, I can I can make pasta fresh as well, or at least I would have been able to if people weren't buying up all the flour as well. Um, I, I couldn't really say. It's just a store cupboard staple for a lot of people, isn't it? You know, a, a a tin of tuna and a bit of boiled pasta, and it's something, like, everybody can put together, really. And also that and its long shelf life, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's like, like uh, preparing for the apocalypse. The pasta will still be, be there in, in a century's time, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think there was so there was so much uncertainty at the at the beginning of the pandemic that, you know, I think people were stocking up for the apocalypse. It was the it was the tinned foods and the dry goods that were going, wasn't it? it wasn't the um, Wasn't the sirloin steaks <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, tranches of turbot that people were stocking up on? No,
0: absolutely. Um, um, although could- I
1: wish I had done that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's an element. Is there an element of treating yourself at this stage in however simple way that might be?
1: Um, Yeah, I find on some days I need... uh, Some days a little pick me up, sometimes a rather large pick me up, you know. Um, But I I do treat myself every now and then. And normally how I do that is ordering some really good produce from um, a company that was you know, doing wholesale before, you know, supplying to restaurants is now supplying to home. Um, but I have a little bit of an issue with this because whilst I really want to support these suppliers um, and, a, and a lot of people do, but the majority of people that want to support these suppliers by getting home deliveries and keeping them in business are the people that work with them in, in hospitality who are, you know, one of the, one of the, mo- one of the most uncertain, sectors looking at getting back into work so whilst i you know i have a a little bit of runway and the government are paying 80 percent of my wages so i can afford these little treats to buy decent food from decent suppliers every now and then it is obviously more expensive and quite rightly so because these companies need to stay afloat and they're now delivering as well but i need to toe the line between well, I don't know what the industry is going to look like when I come back into work. Um, it's certainly going to require a lot less staffing. So I need to um, perhaps be a little bit frugal at the moment. So I'm trying to toe the line between being frugal and treating myself and supporting the, the local suppliers. It's a,
0: it's a tough balance. Can I ask yeah. you, you? Can I ask you if you've learned anything new about yourself in relation to food and, and, and how you eat?
1: Um, have I learned anything new about myself? Um, not particularly. Although the one thing I would say, I guess, is that you know, as a chef in a Michelin-star restaurant, I'm surrounded by fantastic quality ingredients and it's quite easy to get a bit snobbish at times but i guess what what i would have learned about myself is how much i appreciate the simple things the simple things in cooking
0: can you give an example of
1: one such thing um one such thing you know (laughs) sandwiches just making nice sandwiches um (laughs) how pleasant corned beef can be sometimes um, or, or some cheese on toast.
0: This is this is, this, is, this is quite enlightening and, and um, you know, telling me a, a, a lot about it. I mean, do you think other chefs do the same way?
1: Almost definitely, yes. <laughs> I mean, a, you know, a lot of chefs will come clean on this in, like, interviews and a lot of the ones you talk to as well will say, after work some of the things they enjoy the most are you know like a dirty burger or cheese, cheese on toast with some obscene topping you never would have thought before and never would have thought goes but they love it. Um, so I imagine despite what is being projected on Instagram because you know everybody's got an image to upkeep a lot of chefs most likely are really really digging the the simple stuff.
0: Well, that's
1: that's hugely encouraging. Um, Ethan Henderson, thank you so much. No problem. It's good to talk to you.
0: Around the Table is a personal production of Dr. Tesbird and Professor Stanley Ulyajak, who are anthropologists of food and nutrition and of household uncertainty and insecurity. The opinions and ideas expressed are solely those of the contributors and podcasters and do not reflect the opinions of any university body. The music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you for tuning in.